Welcome to In The Loop Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by the Western culture and the rodeo industry. I am your host, Jordan Joe Hullabaugh, professional rodeo athlete, business owner, married to my best friend, full-time cowgirl, and I am blessed to get to do what I love to do each and every day. My goal is to promote this industry and specifically the sport of breakaway roping. On In The Loop Podcast, we are bringing you behind-the-scenes stories of what real life looks like every day from cowgirls, cowboys, industry producers, leaders, trailblazers, you name it, we talk about it. We are sharing stories of this Western culture and the lifestyle that they live daily. Join me as we share these stories of the amazing triumphs, trials, and victories, defining moments that we all have along this journey of the amazing way of life that we live. You are officially in the loop. Let's get to it. Okay, guys. So today I am very, very excited. I have some super great guests on the show today that are involved with the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo Committee. They have taken their time out of their day, which is crazy right now because literally Fort Worth is going on and they're running around. We were all just kind of laughing about how we're a little bit crazy in some different ways. But I have here with me today, Lauren Lovelace Murray, who is in charge of the, she is officially the horse show director. And I have Cal White with me, who is the rodeo director. So Lauren and Cal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So I obviously am biased to Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo because I live right here and, and I love Fort Worth. And and I mean, who doesn't love the stockyards and, and Fort Worth and the history and all things that come with Fort Worth Rodeo? I feel like that really kind of kicks our year off and breakaway roping, especially because Fort Worth is one of the first places that gave breakaway roping a chance to be a part of rodeo and everything in general. And Lauren, so I, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about that first, because in 2015, I, I was going back, I was telling you earlier, I had to go back and find my first video that I got to rope at the Fort Worth Invitational Breakway at the Justin Arena, John Justin Arena. So tell me kind of how that evolved and and where that came from, kind of getting breakaway on the platform at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Sure. So we we kind of were trying to brainstorm some ideas around here of how we could kind of get our foot in the door a little deeper in some of the roping events. And it, of course, we knew Breakaway was one of the up and coming events. And so we created an invitational women's breakaway roping to be held during our timed event challenges that we have each year. Um, you know, we really wanted wanted to host a premier breakaway event that could hopefully grow into something farther in the future. At that point in time, our rodeo was still in the Will Rogers Coliseum and we had the Justin Arena to use for events as well. And so we kind of were space locked on things. So we kind of got with the WPRA and Patty McCutcheon was the roping director then and just threw the idea out there as could we partner with them on an invitational event? So we what we do is we would invite 50 50 competitors, and then we would invite the top five from the WPRA each year to come and compete here. And our uh, jackpot ended up being, you know, over $20,000 payout. And we were just really excited to get to get it in here. And and ultimately, our goal was to get it to the rodeo. But we started out trying to get it at least a foot in the door and establish relationships and build build trust and rapport with our exhibitors. And, and I think we were able to do that. So whenever Dickies did open, we were able to just smoothly transition into having having the breakaway roping part of our our regular rodeo production each each event or each performance. 
Well, and I know that just there's so many prestigious events that are in Fort Worth and this obviously being one of them, but I know in 2015, the stages were not nearly that big that we got the opportunity to rope on. And so that was just like butterflies in your stomach. I I, I can still feel like what it felt like riding through the back of the John Justin, you know, they were having the normal horse show. It is one of the biggest events in this area around this time of year, everybody wants to come to the horse show. My husband is partial. He, I think he goes because he likes to go and eat the cinnamon roll with the pink icing. Like that's what he looks forward to every year. Um, but yeah, it's a prestigious event and to give us the opportunity to be there was huge. Uh, and I know one of the, the biggest things that, that we saw up and coming in our sport and you talk a little bit about the trust and the rapport that was built. Expand on that sure. a little bit more because I understand from a committee standpoint, you know, you're you're looking at this like, hey, is Breakaway gonna be around? Is this like a fluke deal? Is this or is this gonna like here to stay? And so you guys created that to where, like you said, it was a seamless transition into the rodeo. Sure. Yeah, we were we were just really trying to figure out the right steps to, to where we could all all know all the players, all have relationships, all be be ready to go whenever the opportunity arised for us to to get the breakaway into our rodeo. And 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 I think with the the five years that we did the invitational really showed that we were committed and invested and and that Fort Worth wanted wanted to grow the breakaway roping. And if we, you know, got to the point where we could be in the rodeo, we would. And that's what we tried to talk to with everybody about every year was that it was very important to us. And, and, and by proving what we did for the five years before the rodeo event was available, uh, I think that's really where it, like I said, it just seamlessly came into place and, and we were able to really, to really just jump forward with it. Yeah. And, and I love to, I, I go back, I made the finals in, in 2020 and Fort Worth mm-hmm. was a place that really helped me to solidify my spot there. Um, I will never forget roping for this. Everything was the same for us ladies as it was for the guys. Right. And, and that's a really big, important thing sure. as, as a breakaway roper too. And very appreciative of you guys as a committee for giving us that that equal opportunity right off the bat. And I know that that is so strong in your roots and in the character of everybody on this committee. Um, so Cal, I, I want to ask you a little bit about that and, and pull you in here. You're the rodeo director here. Um, what did it look like bringing Breakaway in as an equal added event with everybody else as far as the production wise, added money wise? Like what was the decision on the committee to be like, hey, we're putting this in the rodeo? Well, we just recognized an opportunity. Obviously, Breakaway had kind of started making its way into professional rodeo, and we'd heard grumblings about, um, you know, Breakaway being added to certain pro rodeos. And um, we just recognized that it was an up-and-coming event. It was another ladies' event. It was fast. Um, All of the ladies that we had worked with in the past were always very uh, great to work with, very respectful, um, and just always, uh, you know, very accommodating. Anything that we asked of them, they were always of y'all. you know, they were always willing to go the extra mile. And so uh, obviously whenever we <clears throat> added breakaway, uh, it was when we transitioned over into Dickey's arena in 2020, uh, we were reformatting our rodeo to a tournament style rodeo. Uh, we recognized the need to do that for a variety of reasons. Um, and then when we just started discussing the breakaway roping, uh, it was kind of in its in- infancy. And um, as far as being added to pro rodeo anyway, it'd been around forever. Uh, I'm excuse me, pro rodeo, but it was a professional women's event, but, you know, adding right. it to our rodeo. And um, so we just recognized an opportunity and we knew it would be a, a hit. And of course, we're not going to add an event without um, adding equal money. 
So that was that's just fair. Y'all are coming to compete just like the rest of the contestants, and we feel very strongly that if you add breakaway to any event, including the national finals rodeo, that it should be added at equal money. Well, and I love that. And I appreciate that standpoint from the committee. You know, one of the things I was talking to Josh Hambone Hilton earlier, and he said, you know, we really, we really lose sight of the committees are what makes it possible for us to be able to to rodeo, to go and come in at these events and be there and have the rodeo to approve it and all the things like you guys are our foundation. And so that's kind of really one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. You really can't have one without the other. So I appreciate Hambone's statement about uh, the uh, committees need more appreciation and so on and so forth. But uh, it just in in our uh, reformatting of our rodeo and just in general discussion, uh, we can't have a rodeo without contestants. We can't have rodeos without attendees. So there's really a trifecta. We can't have rodeos without the volunteers and we can't have rodeos without, you know, a variety of things. So it really takes everybody in the business. It's not just the committee. It's not just the contestant. It's a, it takes a village. And we say that a lot around here and that's in every aspect of our show, the horse show, livestock show, rodeo, all, all the way across the board. So uh, I can understand what Hambone's saying and we, yeah, we appreciate the recognition, but uh, the, cont- the contestants deserve just as much as recognition as just as, as, as well as the volunteers and, and uh, also our guests that buy tickets and show up to watch and sponsors. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many hands in the basket at all aspects. You know, we, we wouldn't be anything without our sponsors, without the contestants, without. I mean, there's so many moving parts and, and pieces to it. And and that's another thing that I love about Fort Worth. Like you said, it's a village. So, Lauren, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about what the village looks like at Fort Worth and kind of how the process goes to make the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo happen. Sure. So, so we have about a little over 20 full-time staff that work year round here. Um, but during the show, we bring in about 1800 volunteers and about 900 short-term employees. So they're really, it really changes from the off season to, to when we're full-fledged running to get all of this accomplished. Um, you know, in, in my horse show events, I have a variety of different people that come in and help with different things, depending on what event we're working on. And, um, you know, we, from stock contractors, volunteers, you know, scribes, tabulation, all that thing, which is, you know, they have at the rodeo too in a, in a different area, but you know, it's, it's all of those people working together. And then it's like Hal was saying the volunteers, we have a huge volunteer base that, that really, really makes a lot of this possible, um, for this, you know, 23 day run. And, and that's incredible. Talk a little bit about the 23-day run. Um, I know you guys start, one of my good friends, Misty Wright, she just came uh-huh. off of doing a special needs show for these young, yes. young men and women that get yes. to do that. That kind of kicks off. Or, yeah. or, you guys have so many different events. So talk a little bit about sure. all the different events that sure. are not just rodeo. And the yeah, show. so. So, so actually I say 23, we're 23 official days. Our horse show does start a few days earlier and we start with our equestrian disabilities show. Um, we do, it's called Chisholm challenge. We have three days, one day's AQHA approved. We have been the, the largest equestrian disability sh- with disability show that's AQHA approved for the last several years. And, um, we do three days of events with those special special needs individuals. And some are veterans, some are children, some are adults. We have a whole variety and, and it really kicks off the show on, on the horse show side of things. So we do that first and then and then we turn into a, a whole ranching heritage weekend, the first weekend, which is we have AQHA versatility shows, uh, 
We have our ranch rodeo, two nights of ranch rodeo that Cal produces. We have three horse sales that weekend. Um, anything, we have cow work classes. We have lots of ranch type classes that weekend. And, and then we roll into to this next week that we're starting with now and ending up with some raining. We'll go into a miniature horse show, a donkey and mule show, to performance of a Mustang Magic event. Then, of course, we have our, our horse show roping events. Uh, we'll have a, a big paint, Texas paint horse show. The next week, we'll do barrels and poles. We'll have a quarter horse show. We do a collegiate ranch horse at the end. So we just kind of have a wide variety in this. In this, this, this <laughs> and then you sleep? Is, is that when you sleep after or, or yeah. no? Yeah, we'll sleep when we're dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Ooh. So we, we, I mean, that's, and that's the beauty of being a livestock show is that we can do a variety of events and we can, and that's just the horse show side. That's not even the livestock show side. You know, they have a junior show and an open show with over 30,000 exhibitor or entries each year. They wrap they have pigeons, they have all sorts of things. And then we also have a carnival midway, tons of shopping. You know, there's, there's a lot going on here besides, you know, Cal and I's, Cal's, Cal's little rodeo, my little horse show, you know, we just have a lot, we have a lot of things we have a little things going, going on besides just the two of us, you know, what we're in charge of, but, and we've also added even more music entertainment lineups this year. Our auditorium has a new music lineup. That's, that's pretty, pretty impressive for, for us getting our foot in the door with some of that too. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun out it's, here. It, it's rich in history and the environment, and the atmosphere, it, it really cool. does. It just kicks off 2024 and, and every year it's like every year I look forward to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Um, Cal, I want to talk to you a little bit about the transition. A little earlier, you talked about, you know, evolving into from the original arena into the Dickies arena now, which looks really, really similar, but it, it was different. So that, that was a little bit of a change and a challenge. And then also navigating the new format. So as I've been a contestant, as well as behind the scenes, something that it's, we're always evolving. Everything is always changing. And, and I love that, but it, it's also a challenge in our industry. Change is hard for people. So how do you navigate some of that as, as the rodeo director and bring, bring continuing evolving the rodeo, the sport and all the things, and then having a great production as well? Well, obviously we're 127 years old this year in, in Fort Worth, and that's a quite a long run for a rodeo and livestock show. Um, so we are tasked with maintaining tradition, and that's a big goal of ours to maintain that tradition, to offer that, you know, that culture that bring, you know, that old rodeo feel and old livestock show feel, uh, keep that spirit alive. But we also realize that the rodeo fan uh, profile is changing with each passing year and really uh, looks a lot different than it did, you know, 50 years ago, 25 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And so we also we recognized that we had to bring in more technology and more um, additional camera angles to increase the entertainment value. And so, you know, obviously we had the, the good fortune of um, Mr. Bass uh, being our chairman and him uh, really getting behind this initiative to build a new arena for the city of Fort Worth. Obviously, that is not just for rodeo, but was built with rodeo in mind. Um, Dickey's Arena was just voted the number one venue in the world uh, with seating capacity of 10. 10,001 to 15,000 uh, seats uh, by awesome. voted by Billboard magazine, which is a huge deal. So they have concerts and a variety of other events that come in and out of this arena. So it's great for the economic impact in the city of Fort Worth. But uh, as I mentioned, Mr. Bass is our chairman. He also got behind the initiative to build this arena and built it with Rodeo in mind. So really, it's a very unique venue. Um, I'm not aware of another venue that was designed with Rodeo, rodeo being in the, mind. Yeah, with the anchor tenant as a rodeo. 
but here at Dickey's Arena, it is. And uh, we're very, very fortunate to have this beautiful facility with, um, you know, the beautiful architecture, uh, the Texas native plants and grasses out on the, in the landscaping beds. Um, all of the, you know, we have 20 different cameras here uh, during the rodeo. We have um, uh, the second largest contiguous center hung screen hanging in the center of the arena and just a, a variety of resources, staff, uh, the security personnel and, and the staff of Dickey's Arena have really made our transition just phenomenal. Um, I think that you could probably attest to this, but um, between our volunteers and the security personnel here at Dickey's Arena, uh, when you arrive, you feel welcome. Um, oh, you have yeah. people greeting you, talking to you, uh, helping you. Um, and we're very, very um, proud of that. We're very proud that, um, and, and we actually talk about that to our volunteers, that they're our first line of offense. Uh, when when our guests and our contestants show up here on site, um, because they're the first interaction, they are the first interaction that you guys have when y'all show up, you gals and guys. And so it can really make or break uh, the initial uh, visit to the to the uh, venue. And so if they have a bad experience when they show up and they, they've got somebody that's rude to them, y'all have somebody that's rude to them, then it can just make your whole visit here uh, that much worse. And so we want to start it off with a, on a good foot. And so we're really proud and, and uh, very pleased that we're able to move into Dickey's Arena. Obviously, the format changed. Um, we moved to a tournament-style format, which for us, in our uh, we we viewed it as a, an easier way to um, oh to to help our fans understand what is going on in the arena. In our previous format, we had 36 performances of rodeo, and at times we would have rounds on top of rounds, and contestants would be competing in round two. Some comp contestants would be competing in round three. And it was just very difficult to follow and track the standings as we moved along. Uh, in this new tournament-style format, contestants can come in, compete in one one, or one bracket or the other. We have seven total brackets and uh, compete in two performances. Uh, and if they advance out of those uh, one of those brackets into the wild card or the semis, they know when they're coming back to compete. Um, and then, obviously, the finals is on the last day of the show. But uh, to me, it's, it's much easier to follow. It has a more of a sporting feel, which obviously um, folks – you know, a lot of folks are big sports fans, watch football, basketball. And so it kind of resonates a little bit better with some of the non-rodeo fans. They can get behind that tournament style format and uh, it makes it just a little bit more entertaining and easier to follow. And the idea is that, you know, hopefully they want to come back and buy a ticket. Because, again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the ticket buyers, the sponsors, uh, all those folks pay the bills. And yeah. so um, anything that we can do to help those folks understand possibly develop a new fan in rodeo uh we're going to try and do and again back to adding the breakaway we just felt like that would bring in another ladies event uh for little girls to watch and hopefully emulate you you ladies that come in and are so respectful and so great to deal with and so comfortable with the, the attendees uh we want to give little girls that are watching rodeo and maybe not even little girls any any ladies uh, something to emulate and a possibility to, you know, something to get involved in and get behind and uh, the quickness and the quickness of the event and uh, speed and all that stuff is uh, just a great ad. And so we're very fortunate to have all of y'all competing in Fort Worth. Well, and I want to share just a little bit from an athlete perspective. Last year it was raining. We, you know, the parking in any kind of facility like that is always a challenge because we have big rigs and we have horses. It's usually on pavement. You know, y'all do one of the best jobs of that. They literally have vans out there waiting to pick us up. It was freezing cold. I dropped my horse off. She was in the barn. She was warm and taken care of. 
went across the street and parked. Then somebody came and picked me up while it was raining, drove me all the way back down in this really comfy car, had my seat heater on, which is like hallelujah for me. Um, and, and then dropped me right off at the front door to go and eat a full course meal and then get to watch as I competed. I will say about your screen, when you literally ride in the back of the box and I had to, I'm so glad my horse isn't green because that thing is bright, man. It is like, whew, you walk in the yeah. back of the box and you see the screen and it, it's just the atmosphere is electric. Um, but one of my favorite parts of y'all's rodeo is really the fan zone. So after we rope and compete, we get to go up and go to the Whataburger fan zone. And I think it's so cool to see the fans of rodeo. And and I'm partial, obviously, to the little girls and, and the youth and coming up in our sport, but they they don't know what a cowgirl is, maybe, or maybe some of them do, and they're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see so and so over here." Like that's just a really neat experience, and to get to connect with those people, because at the end of the day, we're all the same people, right? We put our pants on the same way, and so to get to connect with the fans is something that I really love that you guys offer that opportunity. Um, so, from your perspective, Cal, like what what are we getting feedback from the fans as adding this other women's event and getting Breakaway in there? Has it grown the fan base any? Can we measure that or track that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's not really a, a way to measure or track whether or not a fan attends our rodeo performance based on a single event. But I can tell you the feedback from the local community and, uh, and the people that come and attend our event um, has been phenomenal. And obviously that first year it came in, people were just, they really got behind it. We're very excited about it. Um, and we just had a lot of great feedback. And so obviously it's it's a big hit here in Fort Worth. And again, back to the speed of the event, it's just amazing that y'all can rope those calves so fast. And the other thing is, you know, um, in today's society, we have, to, we have to be very cognizant of animal welfare issues. And the breakaway is an, an event that we, we added, obviously, uh, that when y'all rope that calf, that rope breaks off, uh, breaks off the calf and the calf runs down the arena and, you know, we're out of, the, we're out of that event. So yeah. it's fast uh, and furious. Yeah, it's a good feel all the way around. Everybody can get behind that, a non-rodeo fan especially. Um, so anyway, we're very fortunate, again, like I said, to have you ladies competing here in Fort Worth. As a committee looking in on breakaway roping, breakaway ropers, what can we do better that will help y'all or help your rodeo and help the production as far as breakaway ropers go? Uh, you know, from, from our standpoint, you ladies just keep showing up, doing your deal, and roping fast. And, and uh, to us... Y'all are y'all are one of the best events of contestants that we work with. Uh, as I mentioned, everybody's always very respectful. Um, I have nothing. I have no suggestions. Uh, y'all just keep showing up and being awesome. I would agree. Y'all have done a great job, and we've really loved working with y'all. And and we've all had a lot of great people from y'all's group speak, do speak public speaking for us and advocate for for the rodeo industry as a whole. And so I think just keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully time will get us there. Well, I appreciate you guys for joining us today. I know your time is very valuable. So thank you. I cannot wait to see you guys. Hopefully I'll see you both over there at the Fort yeah. Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Um, have a great rodeo and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. 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 Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.